So, this is the first episode of Everyone Has a Wrestling Podcast Except Me. Um, I'm Britt, I'm here with Bragg and Brendan, and I want to know, Brendan, when did you start watching wrestling and why? Well, I started watching wrestling, luckily when I was a kid, um, we got Star or Foxtel for you city slickers. Um, when I was really young. So I got to start watching wrestling uh, in the Attitude Era when I was way too young to be watching it. Um, I got into it really, really seriously around 2004 when it started developing into, like, a a passion. Um, So, yeah. Bragg, when did you start watching wrestling and why? Um, End of the Invasion Era. Uh, So Jericho was top heel well him and Kurt and then I kind of and then and yeah about Ruthless Aggression was when I was really annoyed but like never it took up a lot of my life and a lot of my thinking as a kid but I also like I wasn't consuming like everything I was pretty obsessed but I had other things going on as well like which is different for me usually before that it was only just one obsession so wrestling's always kind of been my oh yeah it's there. It's a passion of mine, but not my my biggest passion. Your mistress. Yeah. Wrestling, wrestling is your is my mistress. mistress. Um, so I'm Brit. I started watching wrestling probably 2005 when I started high school. I became... I befriended this guy who loved wrestling. And I watched it at his house and I was like, this is the absolute stupidest thing that I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. And I thought it was so dumb. And then I fell in love with it. And you are right. Yeah, it is dumb. And that's why I love it. Um, And then I sort of started, I fell off a bit. um, And then I started getting back into it probably three, four years ago. And here we are. (laughs) And here we are. Sorry, I, there was a bit of a commotion. Like, there were some cats trying to go and come into my room. Of course there is. Yeah. Was it, anyway. um... Oh, I've forgotten your cats' names. Alice and Alan. Alice and Alan, that's it. I was thinking Arthur, but that's my other friend's cat. <laughs> Arthur and Alina. <laughs> They're like um, the alternate universe cats. Yeah. Anyway, we can All cut right. that. So, last week in wrestling, we'll start with Raw. Um, so, I want to kind of work from the back end, because I really liked mm-hmm. it. Alexa's Playground, I fucking love what they're doing with Alexa Bliss at the moment. I think it's a sick angle. I think it's really cool that she's, A, such a good heel, and B, has kind of moved away from that sort of diva. Alexa? Yeah. She ain't heel. She's not heel, but she plays she plays a dark character very yeah. well. Yeah. So not heel, but dark. Yeah. Um, she's playing that whole twisted twisted bliss very well. Um, it's really cool to see her move away from sort of that stereotypical diva thing. Even if the pouring the gasoline on her head was a bit much. No such thing as too much gasoline. <laughs> yeah. What I think it was fine. That segment? I think I think that it's better. Uh, like your imagination is better. Like it's it's good showing what they showed. Like you, your imagination can do the rest. Is what I mean. Yeah. Um, I thought it was sick. I agree with you. What I was saying with, um, with 
to Brit in a message was that uh, Alexa's so good that they're trusting her to have to carry a promo uh, and a rivalry with Randy, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, she could do it. She's always been able to do it. Which is great. Yeah. She's so good. Um, what else did we have? We had The Miz got back his money in the bank um, briefcase, which... I thought it was really cool, and I listened to another couple podcasts who just didn't pick up on the fact that Morrison cashed in and not Miz, um, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, that, that's a bit weird, maybe they could do something with that, and they did. Um, I read today on a website which will remain unnamed, but is quite big, they called the storyline Stupid and Lazy and called The Miz and Morrison two unfunny dorks, which <laughs> zero stars I'm sure from it's in K-Fame, I'm sure. Zero stars. Miz and Morrison are great. Um, I think it's a really cool storyline. I think they've kind of fucked it up. You know, they gave it to Otis to start with. I think they're redeeming it. I think it's coming. The Money in the Bank storyline is on its way up. Yeah. I... I'm not sure what they were thinking of Otis. Like, I think they had, like, a little flash in a pan session with him uh, for a little while there because he was... Uh, he is he is really good when he is not... Like, when he's in his tag team. Mm. When he... When there's different ways to work his promos around and stuff. But when you put him in the spotlight and stuff, they didn't... They didn't plan it out properly. He's a great performer. He's, like... He's pretty funny. I know... I'm not sure about you, Brendan, but I know Brit's... I don't have an issue with Otis. I have an issue with the fact that his character is I'm a fat dumb man. Yeah. I got over him after seeing him like ten times. Yeah. I see if you had him like on like every every couple of shows in the tag team and then uh they have a tag tag title run or a run up to the tag titles, be great. But Oh actually where he is right now is great. Yeah, oh, with Gable. Well, see, he's in. He's in a. He's in a team again. <laughs> Just yeah, but ow. you know. But um, but with that, so yeah, like I definitely think the contract's way better on Miz and with Morrison. But whether or not they, fought, they're probably sure they fight over it at Money in the Bank, and not Money in the Bank at WrestleMania. Yeah, if, that's one of them has to eliminate the other one in the Rumble. It very much it could be a really interesting story. I don't think that it's lazy at all. I don't think it's stupid at all. I love Miz and Morrison together. Well, enjoy it for the moment because it's not staying. Yeah. What do you think, Brandon? I like the idea of Miz and Morrison. I like both of them individually. I, I, I they, they're dorks. They are dorks. <laughs> on on Raw, that's just the way that it is. I don't think they're um, dorks. I love I love their um their Braun Strowman song. Hey, yeah, that's hey hey ho ho. It's so dorky. It's not dorky, it's brilliant. It's so dorky that it goes like beyond dorky and then circles back around to being cool. Mm. Um (laughs) I I also would like Miz to be champion at some point. Um, but not in his current gimmick. Which is comedy mid card heel. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair take. Yeah, when he was like on his running during his running, what two thousand eleven, when he main evented WrestleMania with John Cena. Yeah, that run was fucking amazing. 
If he goes back up to that, that's when I'm going to win the title, but not as a fucking mid-card comedy dude. Yeah, Miz is a natural heel. He's just so good at it. Yeah. Um, we had AJ Styles versus Elias. Um, I really liked AJ Styles' promo before that. It's kind of... I like that they're humanizing his associate, um... Amos, I think his name is, off the top of my head. Is it? What Amos. Is it? Um, Amos? Yeah, I think so. Lemos! And... I think it's Lemos. Are you sure? I thought it started with an A. I thought it was A-M-O-S. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It definitely starts with an O. I think it's Omos. Okay, well, well, they're humanising him more. Also, the fact that AJ Styles... I've told everyone this. The fact that AJ Styles from a standing position can jump and forehead to forehead headbutt him is insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, that boy has springs in his feet. Uh, yeah. I don't remember anything about the match. I remember the pro ha- the promo beforehand. Yeah, exactly. And thinking that the actual material was shit, but I remember being like, damn, AJ can really deliver shit pretty good. AJ's, AJ is great. I love AJ. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, we had trading on well trod ground there an utterly forgettable match between the Hurt Business and the Positively Hard Bros which is what? the Positively Hard Bros is um, Jeff Hardy and Riddle (laughs) that's their tag name aren't they called the Hardy Bros? yeah I thought they were the Hardy Bros I thought they were the Positively Hard Bros no they're the Hardy Bros. Why did Why did Google tell me they were called the Positively Hard Bros? Well, you're going to have to set that up with Google. Yeah, because yeah. I looked it up. I was like, what's their tag name? I forget. And that's what I was given. Um, <laughs> no, they're called the Hardy Bros, which is very that funny. Makes, that makes a lot more sense. I yeah. didn't like Riddle at first. I didn't like his gimmick, but I'm actually starting to think that he might be really funny. Yeah. Oh, he's really good. You just can't like like with Otis. You just can't like overexpose him and overplay him. But that's with any wrestler on this. They just don't understand. Um, yeah, my issue- I really like. Oh, sorry. No, you're right. My issue with Riddle is that he wrestles barefoot, and it just freaks me out because it just it makes my ankles and the soles of my feet hurt watching him wrestle especially when he goes to the outside and lands on the floor it's just a disaster waiting to happen but you you were saying brendan um what was i saying i don't know what were you talking about riddle (laughs) sorry um i really like riddle but yeah i fear for what will happen to him yeah it's a i think he could like if he didn't get ruined like he could be a world champ one day but he will be ruined so that sucks yeah for sure yeah. Uh, we had Charlotte versus Nia Jax which is just kind of nothing I don't see them making Nia Jax champion so I don't really know what they're doing with that I think they just need something I don't know, I don't know why the raw, ta- the raw women's championship has been embroiled with the tag team championship so much exactly like I they, I think they've kind of narrowed themselves into a corner regarding storylines because they've put um, the tag team like the tag team championship and the women's championship are now linked 
with Charlotte. Instead mm. of having two separate storylines, now they kind of got one. It's just like yeah. a, it's just a seemingly consistent thing that they can only ever write Alexa and two other women's storylines on and one storyline <laughs> per show. Yeah, for the last five years, and uh, I don't know what's with that. Um, but like, obviously, it's leading to an Oscar and Charlotte at WrestleMania again, which is cool because the first match was really, really good. Yeah. Um, but like, they <laughs> remember when they did this angle with the the disagreeing tag team champions with John Cena like four times. Yep. <laughs> They're gonna do that with Oscar. Yeah. Or 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 Becky probably. Becky's gonna come back, and they're gonna do this with her again. Mark my words. It's a fair prediction. Uh, yeah. Oscar and Charlotte, I'm kind of hyped for. If they had not, Oscar's pretty protected. I, I think she's redeemed. Like, like she's not redeemed. It's not the right word. But she's built back up to near her previous strengths. Because coming out of NXT, like she was untouchable. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, no, I think she's back. Yeah. Yeah. And when she lost to Charlotte, I'm like, oh, that's actually interesting because there is. Uh, a kink in her armor that like that Charlotte's her weakness that's something that she can overcome later where it's like both booking and you know Charlotte's a a good wrestler Uh, so but then they threw in that tag team and stuff but I think she's overcome that I think I'm keen for this match again because Charlotte is a genuine threat to her but I'm not sure I'm not sure if this is worth if this is as big as it could have been yeah, we, I think you, I think that's an interesting point though. Like, I think she's built, being built back up, and I, I think it works for sure. Yeah. Um, so we also had yeah. Sheamus versus Keith Lee for the title shot. Um, really, the one thing I have to say about this is why is Sheamus being booked as like a Victorian era paperboy? <laughs> who should be standing on the corner yelling extra extra like with the suspenders and the hat and the mustache maybe he's been waiting for this this whole time but Sami Zayn's been around so now he can actually finally answer his true calling now Sami's gone off into the homeless maniac oh gimmick. Sami Zayn is so good I guess I we'll get to that in a little bit <laughs> yes. but yeah that's, that's yeah. the only reason I can th- I think of that he's in paperboy gimmick Sheamus is just weird he's so yeah there. I don't think it's paperboy so much as it's supposed to be like just generic Irish working class man in the troubles. Yeah. Someone put a bomb in me, potato, sort of thing. <laughs> it's alright, I'm Irish, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. That, that's fair. Who won that? Uh, Keith Lee won. So this so is for the secondary title, yeah. Keith Lee's now got a title shot against Drew McIntyre oh, okay. uh, tomorrow. For the at the t- legends. Role. Oh, is Bobby Lashley United States champion? I believe so. No. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was wondering if they were sending it back into that. I'm like. Uh. <laughs> so if um, we move. Yep, you were saying. Oh yeah, I just remember the match being pretty slow, um, which wasn't great. But that's fine that Keith Lee's getting a title match I don't know where this is going to go I'm very worried he's going to lose and then it's um, actually no 
Yeah, get Keith Lee to join the Hurt Business. Because I don't think he's what? getting a title match at WrestleMania. Unless he is. Or he does both. So, when you said slow... Like, I'm just yeah. going to put it out there. I didn't watch. But... When <laughs> I... I, yeah. I have a thing where I only watch Royal on uh, YouTube highlights. Yeah. Because... I'll, I'll watch SmackDown. And I did watch SmackDown. And I do, because it's yeah. a two-hour show. But Raw is such a slog for not worth that. But that's a separate issue. However, yeah. so was Keith wrestling slow or was it shameless? The one, the one image I have in my brain is Keith looking really tired and gassed. Um, that's yeah. strange because they, they, there was that report. They both wrestled fine, but it was just like really slow from Cause memory. Because there was that report that they didn't like how his style... Unless yeah. if he's genuinely his conditioning's a bit down, so that's why they sent him to the center. Actually, you know what it was? You know what now that I'm thinking about it and you mentioned that. It felt more like he was wrestling more like a big man style. There we and go. Like he he usually looks gassed when he's not. Um, but I think he was wrestling more the big man big man style because he wasn't doing any sort of high flying shit. <laughs> um, so yeah. But you've got like you've got so many big men. Why don't you have a combination? I know it makes in some person backstage's mind that makes all the other big men look shit. It's like, well, no, because he's giving up some of that power to be fast. He can be yeah. nearly as powerful. But when you put him against Braun, you go, ah, oh, do pick like Braun probably should win that power thing, but Keith might give him the slip. That's yeah. what that's what you think of that, and that's like a good, unique combination for a match instead of everyone just being either powerful or fast flippy. Yeah, it See? reminds me of like in The Sims where you had to pick your um, you had to pick your personality <laughs> points, and you only had a certain amount of points. And Keith Lee has like got this unique, like right in the middle, and then creative yeah. has come in and like taken them all out of speed and put them all into power. Yeah. Yeah. Keith Lee's great. I, so I he love won, Keith and he's Lee. Versing yes, he's versing at the Rumble. No, next month, next week. Next week. Oh. Seamus will interfere. Maybe, maybe her, you think Seamus will, yeah. and then they have a that that grudge one hundred percent spills. Oh yeah, the Rumble. yeah. Triple threat at the Rumble. No, I just say yeah. that that will be a mini storyline in the Rumble. Okay, not so much. Yeah, but who does uh. who does Drew fight at the Rumble though? Keith Lee. This really depends on how fast. They want to pull the trigger on these storylines or not. Mm. It's like you can imagine these gang, is it going to happen at Rumble? Is it going to happen at Mania? Or is it all going to pop off next week? Um, There's still an an elimination chamber to consider. So I'm just trying to think of the top six guys on Raw at the moment. Who have we got? We've obviously got Keith. We've got... um, No, not obviously Keith. What's his name? Drew? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Drew, AJ, Keith, Shamo, um, Miz and Randy. Oh, they yeah. Morrison. Yes. Yeah. Bray, Miz, Morrison. Um, her business. God, they actually have. This is going to be one of the better chambers yeah. next month. I can see that. That was like 10 people, by the way. Yeah, because um, sometimes they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. But that's that's pretty good. Yeah, Chamber will be good. I don't know who the WrestleMania match is going to be with, though. That's kind of good. If any like of those people... 
I think it's good when there's enough talent that you can't just draw. Like, sometimes you can just sit down, look at every pay-per-view for the year, and pretty much accurately predict what storyline's going to take up and what the match is yeah. going to be. I think it's interesting to have a bit of a bit of mystique back in wrestling. Hmm. I know. Actually, wait. Which which brand is Braun on? Sorry, real quick. Is he on Raw? Smackdown. I thought he was drafted on Smackdown after the uh, after the big fallout. The, the dumb draft thing. The dumb draft. Um, I don't know. We <laughs> haven't seen him in a while, have we? Yeah, he's definitely been, he's definitely been off TV, but um, I'm pretty sure he was on Raw last because they they split the fiend and him away from. Uh, uh, big oh yeah, yeah. Okay, no big game. Okay. okay, so he's on raw as well. Okay, he is on raw. Yeah. Oh, All right. I, just trying to figure out the main event raw scene still. Can we talk about snackers now? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to? Oh yeah, I have something that I need to mention about raw. Is that this would have been cut from whatever version you watched, but Grand Metalik or Lindsay Dorado? I'm not quite sure which one. But they cut a promo, like a pre-recorded promo. Really? Actually, they they both did it. I was like, "Holy shit!" Was it yeah. good? Nah, not really. <laughs> I mean, no, the promo was fine. The promo was delivered fine. It wasn't anything special. I mean, like that, that's good. That's good enough. They didn't fuck up, so that's good. All right, SmackDown. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that was really worth stopping the uh, the podcast for that. <laughs> Um, Sonia Deville just walked through the building, and that was it. And then they just never mentioned it again. So that's cool. Pretty um, good statement, to be aged. Sorry. I think that's a pretty good way to reintroduce her, to be honest. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it raises a lot of questions, right? Yeah, true. What's she doing? Who's sad is she on? How'd she get back? Um, Big E, my favorite moment of SmackDown. Last week was when Big E threw his jacket and it hit Sami Zayn in the face. And (laughs) Sami Zayn just played it so well. That stare, that crazy homeless man stare. Because Sami Zayn's amazing. He's so good. Um, Big E's sneaky little tribute to Luke Harper um, in his Mm -hmm. promo when he said, From Rome to Rochester... And mm-hmm. all the little Amandas and Nolans. I thought that was that was cute. It was a nice little. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there New Day stuff on Raw? No, New Day's on SmackDown. Wait. No, New Day is on Raw. Yeah, but Big A's on SmackDown. Yeah, but I was just I just remembered when you said the tribute stuff. Yeah, look, uh, the Luke Harper tributes from New Day as well. Sorry, pretty late. Either way, we'll get to him soon. Yep. But, oh, uh, Alexa worked one in as well. Yeah, I know. If you notice. His stuff. Because uh, Xavier did his uh, clothesline. Mm. And Xavier had Ale- a big cry on... on, on um, uh, what's what's this after Smackdown show? Let's just call it after Smackdown. Talking Smack? Or, yeah, Talking Smack or, or the Raw one or whatever whatever he was on. I watched them both at the yeah. same time and they meld into each other. Um, <laughs> he had a um, big yeah. cry and it was very sad. Alexa dropped a yeah, yeah, yeah in her primary. Yeah, yeah, Um, um, what else happened on Smackers? 
But back to your smackers. Yeah, so smackers. Uh, we had Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso, and then. By the um, way, smackers means SmackDown. Just so you yeah, yeah. For, for all like for all future episodes and henceforth, <laughs> it is known as smackers. Yeah, I kind of picked up that I liked that as a name better and it stuck and I'm very happy that I've convinced two people that it is now called Smackers um so Kevin Owens and Jay and attacked by Roman Reigns in the Thunderdome mm-hmm. um I'm actually really liking this storyline because I really like Kevin Owens I think he can do no wrong um, I want to see Jey Uso turn against Roman. I know the whole family ties thing, but Roman's just treating him like shit, and I, I know it's fake, but it makes me so angry. I th- <laughs> I'm pretty sure... I think Roman's holding on to this title for more than a year. Yeah, um, I can see that. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, to BH. I think when Jimmy comes back he's joining as well yeah and this is going to ride out for a very long time um i don't know why kevin owens and is still feuding with roman other than they really need to pace out roman's run Mm. um what matches have they had so they had a cage and they've had tlc that's it uh the cage was with jimmy no, because there was like another cage match on SmackDown. Live. Oh, a steel cage. I was thinking of Hell, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Yeah, they had a TLC match and they had a cage match and they've also just been punching each other. So what you're telling me is a last man standing at the Rumble. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. That's... Be. Yeah, because, I mean, after we, we've just finished watching the other last man standing from about, I don't know, 18 years ago. Yeah, we've been <laughs> watching a couple of um, old Rumbles. Which one's that? And- uh, HBK and Triple H, Last Man Standing. So we've just been going through the network. So that will be how they settle their grudge. Mm-hmm. Owens, Owens can come out looking okay if he loses. If it's a Last Man Standing, he, he, I hope they protect him for this. Oh yeah, yeah. I think be fair. they're doing a pretty good job of him holding his own until Jay gets involved. Yeah. It's just, you kind of want to see some, like, him, like, it's building to, if this was, if this wasn't Roman, if this was any other heel, the face should overcome these odds eventually, and we should get a payoff. But I don't see that happening, so I feel just kind of hopeless with it. Yeah. But I think it'll still be a sick match, but... Yeah. If it happens, maybe, maybe uh, Owens is written off TV for a while, and then he attacks him at whoever... Is actually versing Roman at the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're going to keep this. Which is going to be Goldberg. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. They're going to keep this title on Roman for ages. It's just a matter of who they decide will take it off him. Looping back for that Goldberg thing is going to be so dumb. <laughs> is he in the yeah. Rumble? Like, if he, yeah, they could easily put him in the Rumble. Like, that's just so dumb. I want to see Daddy yeah. Goldberg in the Rumble. Cool. But Romans can work like real good matches now. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. like, I honestly thought of like a month ago it would be Big E versus Roman. But I'm not sure if that's the case now. That'd be sick. I'm worried if Goldberg comes back, the only way that you can book the matches have Roman just like destroy him. And I don't think Goldberg is going to come back for that. Yeah. Unless he does, unless he doesn't care. Actually, watching that streak documentary, maybe he won't give a shit. 
you'll just take you the payday. I yeah. think watching that streak documentary made me think that he's even more likely to to be like, nah, if I'm getting destroyed, I'm not coming back. The documentary no, we're talking about, by the way, it's a WWE 24. It's on the network. It's about Goldberg's streak. It's pretty good. Kevin Nash is a dick in it. Um, and Goldberg's <laughs> really hot in it. So watch it. That chunk. One day we'll talk about the streak. One day. But oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I tell you what though, if Goldberg does win the Rumble or does go into Mania and then Roman just devours him at Mania, like just beats the absolute shit out of him. Yeah, I that's how I'd book it. Yeah, I think I would like if that, if that's not the like that won't be the main event slot. It would just be him murdering someone. Yeah, I think I can get amongst that. I like new Roman. I always like Roman, but yeah, you always like the big dog. <sighs> what else do we have? We had, for some reason, Daniel Bryan and Otis versus Shinsuke and Cesaro. This is so. This is a 100% like uh, background stuff for Rumble build up. Yeah, 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 and and that was it. It's it's Daniel Bryan training for the Rumble. So good. Like, I, I love this. Like, Bryan's just so good. It just coming up with like little things where you go, oh yeah, you'd have to like you should do that right. Like, mm. you're about to go into a battle royal. You should probably be practicing battle royals and like trying to spar and get mm. that and work the hips. <laughs> so good. Um, Chad Gable too. Chad Gable is so underrated. I don't like him. What? That's just me. Yeah. I just, I don't That's know. wrong. I don't That's know. a wrong opinion. Um, it was an okay match. You know, it shows that Otis needs to be in a tag team. And it shows that Shinsuke and Cesaro should not be in a tag team. I have very strong feelings about that I think they are both phenomenal singles wrestlers and for some reason Mm -hmm. they've gone you're not American and you're not American you're a tag team now and I just don't I just don't think they've just lumped them into a tag team and they're both phenomenal singles wrestlers it's also like Cesaro you love tag teaming with other foreigners don't you yeah. You love teaming with TJ. You love teaming with Shamo. Uh, who I else did you team Shamus, with? Even though that gimmick was never. Oh, the really bar were great. That was I great. Had, but so many really good matches. Yeah. It was a bit. It was a bit camp. Sorry, I cut you off a bit there. Um, who else? I can't remember. But yeah, Cesaro loves doing that and not winning singles titles. Apparently. Yeah, but I I can see it happening. It probably won't, but I can see a future where he gets something. Not a world title, but yeah. Yeah, I could see him with an uh, like an intercontinental. Yeah, he's been U.S. champ. I what I'm I'm thinking intercontinental championship at like WrestleMania or something like that. Yep, Shinsuke singles wrestler should be a singles wrestler. He's phenomenal, and they've just. He's got the best entrance music, and they just kind well, of on the moment. Yeah, with with without the singing, take the singing away. Um, he should have always like look. We're going a bit long. We haven't even started the year in review no, yet. We haven't. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. This is fine. Uh, Shinsuke should have all. I felt should have always been booked like Brock, or mm. like a part timer where he's special. Mm. Bring him in, like. You had something awesome there, and he is also a veteran in the industry. Like, 
you could have easily had him do that, but for some reason, since he's not in the WWE system or he's not a huge hulking mass of steroids, he has to work daily shows. Yeah. You mean book him like a a New Japan wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, how he wrestled in, how he's booked in NXT was perfect. Mm-hmm. He wrestles once a month for an hour and that's it. Yeah. Alright, uh, just quickly, we had Bailey and Camilla defeating uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I don't really understand Camilla's return. Her entrance is bizarre. It's like her or a projection of her doing like a weird sort of stripper-esque dance behind a curtain and the curtain drops and it's Camilla and she has some guy called Reginald with her. Who does backflips now? Who did a backflip? <laughs> so that's Carmella's gimmick, um, mm. which is cool, I guess. I think it's basically like, let's fucking finally get rid of the the what were they called? Meller is money thing. Yeah, what was the tag team called? Cass and and Big Dog. What? No, that's it. Big Cass and Enzo, that's it. Let's finally get rid of the oh, Big yeah. Cass and Enzo shit uh, and just have a normal gimmick is what I, I feel like. They were just like, all right, come on, you can just be a normal person now. So just do you with a bit of zhuzh, and this is what they ended up with. I think it's fine, to be honest. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Jeez. Um, I liked her a lot more after watching um, Total Divas. <laughs> oh, same. I watched Total Divas. I binged Total Divas, and I, I love her now. I think she is very sweet, and I wish her and Corey Graves all the happiness. You know what I would really like as a gimmick? Corey Graves to just, like... You know how he used to, like, drool over Mandy Rose? Yeah. He should be doing that for Carmella. Yeah. He's starting. He, he does it a little bit. He does it at the start, but he should much. go overdrive. Yeah. I would enjoy that too. Um, I think Bailey and Sasha rivalry is great. I love them. I think they're both really, really, really good. Um, Sasha Banks is in Star Wars, and that's super cool. Um, and I yeah. don't know why. Why are Sasha and Bianca friends? I thought they were feuding. I think it's a tag team of convenience. But they were commiserating together at the end. Like, why would you care? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Why but, would Sasha care that she lost, I mean? Yeah. Bianca Belair is good, though. I really like her. I think um, her hair freaks me out so much. It must be so heavy. As someone with persistent neck issues, hmm. looking at her hair upsets me. But I think she's I have something to, a great wrestler. I have to, sorry. Did my computer Hello? just die? Oh. Hello. You still there? Hello? Yeah, her computer went insane. Hey, we're back. So, hey. is it still on? I can hear you. Why can't I hear anything? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Brother? I can hear. Okay. Yeah, Oh, uh, hang on. Let me, um... Ah, Jabra right Sports. There. Let me go to... Here? Sorry, I've been keeping my laptop up. I don't know why it would go to sleep when I'm obviously on a call. Uh, user settings. Uh, voice and video. Headset. 
headphones. Oh, I can hear everyone now. Hey. So I'm going to plug in my laptop and hopefully that'll stop it from going to sleep. Oh, yeah, your, your laptop might stop coming through for me, I don't think, unless it is. Yeah. No, I don't have you. I can't hear you. What do you mean? Me. Hello? No, I can hear you, Brent. I can't hear Brent. Oh, okay. I can hear Brent. Plug that in. So I can, Brett, can hear, you hear me? both of you. So if I... So let me know if you can hear me in five seconds. Hello, 1, 2, I can't 3, wait. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Hey, I, can you hear me? I can't hear you through... No, you I can only hear you for the fact that we're like in the same Man, room. Tinder is such a weird place. So, <laughs> you can't hear me, Brendan? Yeah, your mic's not working. My mic's not working. Okay. Well, I don't hear anything. Voice and video, input, yeah, I nice. microphone. Hello? Hey. Okay, okay. You still hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. We're back. Hmm. Sorry, that was my fault for not keeping my laptop alive longer. I don't know why the fuck it would turn off when I'm obviously doing something. Um, so I guess that's the end of us talking about SmackDown. Yeah, sure. A-dubs? Yeah, A-W. Um, I thought it was a really nice tribute... Um, to Brody Lee. It made me cry a couple times. It made me laugh awkwardly when they did a ten bell salute and on the ninth bell a guy thought it was finished <laughs> and started a chant. So, controversy here. Controversy. Did you count the bells? No. There was the tenth bell. Ooh. They let it ring. Oh, the, the ring. The, the timekeeper screwed up and they rang it for eleven times. Oh, so, so the chanter was got, right. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a deal. <laughs> Poor fella. Timekeeper. Timekeeper turned heel. Oh, poor guy. Um, yeah. I thought that the uh, having his kid in the show smashing, um, I'm going to say MJH. <laughs> <laughs> I always fuck it up because uh, because whenever I think of it, I think of Maynard James Keenan. So I always go MJK. And then I can't remember what the last letter of his try name and, is. Yeah, try another letter from the alphabet. MJH? That's what you just, just said. said? Uh, MJF? Yeah. Cool, MJF. Uh, I thought that the kendo uh, stick to MJF's head was very cute. Um, oh, yes. I thought that JR saying, look at him, he's having the time of his life, was out of place because his dad just <laughs> died. Like, yeah, you can uh-huh. have fun, but I don't think he's going to look back on that and be like, that was the time of my life when my dad died, so I hit someone on the head with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, my dad died, I didn't get to hit anyone on the head with a stick. But if you did... If I did, it would be pretty cool. <laughs> if you did. There you go. I'll, I'll admit that. Um, yeah, it was it was really nice to see wrestlers um, outpour emotion openly. Um, mm-hmm. There was lots of crying. There was lots of red eyes. There was Jericho yelling, It's okay to cry, damn it. 
I thought it was really good. I thought it was really sweet. It was a really, really lovely tribute. Yeah, um, the match. Me too. The, the match in the end was uh, really good as well. Like going, oh yeah, who's he? Who, who does uh, his uh, son want to see fight? And um, giving the so number ten. Yeah. Dark Order number ten mm-hmm. getting the win there. That was that was really good. Mm. I love that. I remember, Brendan, you said to me that it would be very, very stressful for those six men to be like, we have to put on a match for a kid whose dad just died and try and make it the best match ever. And we're his favourite wrestlers. And if we fuck it up, he'll hate wrestling forever. (laughs) Wrestling will have betrayed this boy. Oh, no. Well, anything with a Rhodes and Orange Cassidy, that's going to... It's going to be alright. Oh, Orange yeah. Cassidy is so good, but I hated him at yeah. first and then I watched him and I'm like, oh my god, I love him. The, f- the first time um, I saw him was live and it was very good. Oh, really? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Which show? Uh, it was a PWA show. Ah. Yeah. Um, so... If we're not running too long, which Bragg says we probably are, no, we could split it into two as well. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> if so you guys are, like, awake, I'm, I'm fine to keep going. Yeah, I'm fine to keep going. Yeah. We could split it into two and do... No, no. It's fine to have, a, like, a long podcast, okay. especially for the first one. But. Yeah. All right. So, year in review for 2020 in wrestling. Um, mm. My top three pay-per-views are Money in the Bank. Finn. Um, I I thought there were a lot of great matches through the year. I looked through all the pay-per-views and I couldn't really find a pay-per-view that I thought was perfect. I, I found heaps of amazing matches, but apart from Money in the Bank, I couldn't really find one that start to finish I really enjoyed. Yeah, that's very fair. I think... Um I'm also a little bit unprepared for this because I think just looking at that I'm trying to find one that I did enjoy from top to bottom I reckon Double or Nothing is probably one of those ones but other than that I picked pay-per-views for for cherry picking matches like I picked Wrestlemania 36 for the two cinematic matches yeah Um, and the Royal Rumble as well because the Rumble's always good oh damn I didn't think of the Rumble yeah, yeah. The, the rumble, the rumble, and Edge's return was phenomenal. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm just moving the laptop because it's the fans really um, loud, um, mm-hmm. and it's right next to the mic. So I'm going to put it over here, and then hopefully the fan noise won't come through. Um, I like Revolution. Like Revolution's when. Can you uh, still hear me, Brendan? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It just came up with the, like, home screen, and I wasn't sure if it meant it had gone to sleep again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were you saying, Bragg? Was Revolution a pay-per-view at the start of the year? And that's when Moxley beat Jericho. So uh, that was a good... I liked that one. Actually, that was um, Pac versus Cassidy as well was that pay-per-view. So that was... It's so weird that that was this year. I mean, last year. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> so, like... I put that up there and TLC TLC was the last one yep. right? no Hell, uh, Hell in a Cell you liked and you liked Clash of Champions Clash of Champions that's probably along with Wrestlemania and Wrestlemania being split across two nights therefore making it the best Wrestlemania of all time um, Clash of Champions was really really good 
I remember rapping that really hard. Because mm. that that was the first um, Jay and Roman, yeah? No, was it? So. No, I don't think it was Jane Roman. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah then it went to a cell. Oh, uh, Hell in the Cell's after Clash yeah, Champions? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it would have been the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mainly like last this year as well was hopefully they keep two nights forever. I don't know the logistics of that mm. for live proper live shows. But for the moment, look, a WrestleMania on a Saturday for their, like for, it means Sunday for us, therefore I get to see I don't have to take a day off and mm. get to see half the show. <laughs> um, True. I I think they will. I think they will. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I can see it. it probably made them a lot of money. Um, I, it, I could see it making them a lot of money at live shows because you can sell two times the ticket for two times the price. So mm-hmm. instead of being like WrestleMania, one day, $100. I don't know fuck how much a WrestleMania... Brendan, how much did your WrestleMania ticket cost? $100. More than oh. that, I assume. A couple grand. A whole grand. Okay, yeah. so instead of going a thousand dollars gets you into both nights, they can go one thousand. I said a couple. I said a couple grand, by the way. A couple. A of lot grand. more than Jesus. a thousand. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but you got to bring your own seat home, so that's pretty fucking cool. I'm really jealous mm-hmm. of that seat. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but say say it's a thousand bucks. They can say instead of a thousand bucks getting you into one night of WrestleMania. You get two nights of WrestleMania, but you have to pay one thousand five hundred bucks. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they kind of can up the ticket price while not really having to spend a lot more. Yeah, so you wouldn't have to do a, like the the you can just leave it there overnight. Maybe a couple slight set changes. Yeah. But like you don't have to bump in them twice. And... Yeah, I think that I can see them keeping it because I can see it making the money. Oh, two sets! I didn't think about that. Hmm. Um, I want to jump straight to moments of the year, um, because (laughs) I haven't written this one down and I will forget it if I, if we do matches straight away. So obviously Edge returning, um, is (laughs) up there as one of the best moments of my life and I cried. Um, Undertaker retiring, also cried. I cry a lot, um wrestling does make me cry sometimes not in a good way um Mm -hmm. but i really enjoyed now i i've only just recently started watching AEW. i think it was an Mm -hmm. AEW match it's gonna be i'm gonna be really embarrassed if it wasn't um so i saw this match i was shown this match by brag and i'm doing hand gestures that don't come across in a podcast Mm -hmm. form but Mm -hmm. Watching, I think it was Diamond Dallas Page run a man down on a horse across a football no, field. Mm-hmm. Was that Adam Page? Who was it? The cowboy. Yeah, well, Adam Page. I'm gonna cut that. Seeing a man <laughs> ride Do not another cut man down on a horse on an empty football field is just phenomenal. In a wrestling match. In a wrestling match. And then seeing, like, Matt Hardy, like, get drowned. And oh, then... in, in the waters from the uh, from the Hardy compound, from the uh, Lake of Reincarnation. So, he went through a couple transformations. Also, why is there a swimming pool in a football stadium? Well, no, because they... So, they... Well, a... Because of um, Yanks. 
So it's well, they have swimming pools in like um in the Brisbane cricket ground. What? Yeah, they have like like a, a, a section that they can install a pool for because then you can do like the the poolside gimmick and like some beer sponsors it. And that was the football stadium for there, and it's Florida. It so just they... makes me so angry. What do you mean? I just don't. <laughs> swimming should be separate from attending a sporting event. It... <laughs> they should be it's two not separate a... things. It has nothing to do. You you would not be relaxed swimming in there. It is not exactly. for relaxing and having a good well, time. Cause it, cause it's for it, promotional reasons. Because it's meant to be a it's meant to be like a because then they have the glass screen and then you swim over and you sit in the pool while watching the, the the football. Yeah, you have to take a towel to the football and swimmers. Most of, most of the people that get in like get into the pools are like winners like radio competitions. So I assume they also get like a towel pack and stuff. Like they rock up. Yeah, they probably don't give a fuck. Yeah, about it's a, the, like a, the they game. won a promotion. Like they got something off a bottle of coke or whatever. It just makes me so angry. It's two. <laughs> Swimming and attending sporting matches. You can do them on the same day. <laughs> I'm happy for you to do them on the same day. Do not do them at the same time. But anyway, like, uh, so obviously Hardy must have gotten in with Tony Khan there, like, and was able to ship in water from the Lake Erie Nation into the uh, into the arena for that match. Mm-hmm. Also, seeing two men sitting at a bar during a oh, wrestling match yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of like a cowboy saloon-esque but also had like tinges of the Big Lebowski um, with the guy sitting at the bar in the bowling alley. They were the vibes I got from that. Um, So I guess you haven't seen like on that note I guess you haven't seen that Sammy Guevara's uh, tweet of uh, the first tweet of of the year Um, please keep all monster trucks fireworks horses and golf carts away from me in 2021 got like a nice little uh, compilation of him running away from being fireworked and him running away from the horse I forgot about the monster truck one Jesus <laughs> that, that man gets chased <laughs> he gets chased but just they watching, were going yeah yeah watching they were doing a man. weekly until he got suspended <laughs> and then yeah watching a man get run down by a man on a horse is up there as just peak entertainment in 2020 <laughs> peak comedy he took a real good bump off that gold card as well, Sammy. Yeah, it was great. Um, moments, moments. Well, I mean, we can finish like the 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 my one of my favorite moments is the promo from Big E in the final moments of 2020, <laughs> where he wanted to build a condo. <laughs> oh God, he wanted to build a condo on on Sami Zayn's ass. And was this aired or was this just was straight to YouTube? Straight to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I don't. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. You, what? I've not seen this. I'll let Bragg explain it. It's actually it. worth like listening to your reaction for it. Hold on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. We should um, send it to me. We'll play it. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll pull it up we'll and. I guess yeah, it makes like, and it's, it's just the type of shit that they should have on TV, eh? Yeah, like it was. Well, I guess maybe they might not have been able to hear this one. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit um attitude error, and yeah. So we're gonna put it in the chat. You can watch that. We'll listen to your reaction, and then we will link it in the podcast description. I guess. Right, playing now. Link feeling. I feel great. You didn't ask me why I was wearing this hard uh, hat. No. And why are you wearing that hard hat? Because I went to work out there, Elise. I went to work on the boy, Sammy Zane. <laughs> 
I'm gonna make some sky rises, a whole downtown area. I'm gonna construct a whole downtown, a whole civic center. You need a place for people to uh, get together for business meetings and whatnot. Maybe a little airport to make it convenient. So Something tells me he was like, this isn't getting it, so I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's basically, that's how I feel about it. Even like getting a fit in there. I spread his cheeks. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was like, that's going a bit, and then he pulled it back, he pulled it back. He just, yeah, it was, it was a promo. And definitely. <laughs> after definitely was a promo. Definitely the highlights of my year. Uh, what else was there? Uh, Ro- so yeah, like, that leading in the Clash of Champions uh, with Roman, um, his promo with Jay. Like, the, you're going to get what's coming to you. Um, that promo was up there as well. Like that was like, like, like you've sold me on you for another like for a year. Um, and then Firefly Funhouse. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Any any Firefly Funhouse was just so good. Um, Mainly the cinema. No, no, just like I'm talking about just segments. That the the segments that they aired in. Weekly on Raw or SmackDown. I guess actually, I guess it can. That's it. That's um. That's why I have in my my, my um, moments because it's not. It wasn't necessarily a match. It was more of a maiming of John Cena's psyche. Yeah, we can just we will discuss that in a second. Um, Brendan, what were your top moments? Um, I think you guys mentioned all the ones that I was going to say, but I I had best matches. I had I forgot about their Clash of Champions match, but. Uh, the Hell in a Cell match was up there for me, for yeah. sure. That match was really, really good. And for the same reason, I have their rivalry as the best rivalry. I reckon Roman Reigns is the best thing going in WWE at the moment. I used to fucking hate him. Uh, and now he's really, really good. And I'm watching SmackDown specifically for uh, his rivalries. Yeah. So good work, Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I think Paul Heyman, I think the... The promo where he goes, um, that's not a prediction, and then it pans over to, um, to Paul Heyman. That's a spoiler. I thought that was that was a real sick way to introduce that um, that manager role, managership. I think you could call mm. it. And it's a, and those two are really good. Like it's a it's a really nice spin on the manager case, and it kind of and it brings Zach in. Going, oh, this is why wrestlers have managers because they can lend them good deals and they can spend all their time. Like this is what the advocate meant. Like he goes around saying mm. he's the advocate for Brock, but we don't know what the fuck that means because it I just means we have big man who doesn't know how to talk. So we have Paul Heyman who That's talks it, yeah. for him. So he's going, oh, this is why Brock has a good contract. This is why Roman has a good contract because his manager is really good at getting that type of stuff done. Mm. Um, I, I really like that spin on it and I really like that also that then that that's his purpose not so much a mouthpiece so then it lets Roman be able to do some more character stuff also because uh, he like Paul wants to attach himself to the top guy whoever it is yeah, like, yeah that's the other now that Brock's gone it's Roman there's just so many angles it's so good <clears throat> yeah because it's advancing Paul as well it's just so good Ima- I c- imagine if they had done this with Roman post-taker. Mm. Yeah, they they stuffed up Roman for a long time, and I think they're finally putting him in a better better gimmick, better storyline. 
So the big a, dog's back. The big dog. So all his matches this year. Yep. Sorry. Um, my matches. Um, got a few sort of. Um, I really liked um as a showcase match. It was a couple of pay per views ago. It might not have been TLC. It might have been the one before. Um, it was just New Day vs Street Profits. And mm-hmm. it was That's some other series. Yeah, yeah. It was just a really sick match. It was really good. It showed off how good both of those tag teams are. And it was just there was nothing at stake. But it was just a really fun match to watch. I really enjoyed that. Um the Boneyard match was probably my favourite. Seeing the Undertaker rock up to Metallica on a motorbike and <laughs> Then the, the the font that they used to introduce the Undertaker was just it was a sans serif font and it was beautiful. <laughs> it was such a nice font. Um I know I, I it's in my head. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was near perfect. Yeah. And the only thing the only thing I have about that match that I wish they'd done is to put him it should have been a last ride into the grave so last move of Taker's last match should have been a last ride and that would have made that match perfect mm, yeah. but unfortunately yeah, it's a disgrace yeah minus five stars <laughs> it's so weird because AJ could take the last ride really really good as well and also then, oops sorry but then he actually murdered the good brothers the um Taker saying I got a lot of more was also the best part of that match. You want some more? I got a lot of more. I just can't believe the tape. Like it's just in. Like I, I, I like that when they their backs against the walls. They've got to they've got to come up with something to make up for the fact that they're doing this pre-recorded now and there's no thing. They would have 100 percent gone with as a normal dead man match at, in front of the crowd to give them all that entrance. Mm-hmm. And that they went, you know what? Let's do biker. Yeah, and <laughs> this, the the shot at the end where he puts his fist up on his... He's sitting on his bike and he puts his fist up and the flames come up behind him and the tea lights up. That scene is just going to stick in my mind. That frame of that match is going to stick in my mind as just being phenomenal entertainment. <laughs> Yeah, phenom that's or good. Phenom entertainment. Um, I mean, phenomenal, and I mean, f- anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, what I'm trying to say. The Firefly match was co- basically all of the cinematic matches they've done have been really cool. The Firefly I've, match, I don't understand because it wasn't a match, but it was it looked <laughs> cool. The the Swamp it's, match. Oh, the Swamp so match is good. But yep, as you're saying, Brendan. So, match was good. I liked the Firefly match with Cena a l- more than the Boneyard match, Ooh. and I was watching it with a friend, and I was like, "Unfort, it's unfortunate, but you need to understand more than twenty years of history." Yeah, like to uh, 
you need to at least understand from when Cena debuted in 2002 to, to the, 2020. But there's also, you also need to know what the NWO is, and you also need to know, like, um, there's a lot of knowledge. You need to know who, like, Hogan and, and Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man are. Yeah. Um, so it's very impenetrable, and is, but I like it. I, I liked it more. I think it was a good... Um, I don't want to say like I don't want to say lip service or something like that. It was it was just a nice package to give to wrestling fans who had that knowledge. Yeah. Um, mm. it was a nice throwback. It kind that made of a match rewarded. For me. It almost rewarded you for for watching John Cena's career. Because I can nearly go back now and watch. I think is it. It's either it's thirty. Yeah, Bray versus Cena. Yeah. Um, I can go back and watch that WrestleMania match now and not be as disappointed as I have been for the last, like, near, near 10 years. <laughs> Getting there now. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it, that scene and not even entertain the idea. Like, I mean, it get, he had, the, like, back in that match, he had had the ref doing that, but, like, it just never really seemed to have consequence. To go back and le- lean in that moment that I remember having so much weight and to go, hey, mm. this is, go back and do this. And then Cena swings the chair, and then that's where he turns heel, like in his mind. Mm. Yeah, it's super cool. And now I can go back, watch that match, and go, "Hey, Bray doesn't get him here, but I know he, I know he gets to Cena eventually." So Cena isn't like I can go back and now watch Bray and think he isn't a massive failure, like I did for a few years there. Even though I was mad, like I loved him, I loved mm. what he did, but them not backing his character at certain points like that. Which now he's going and exploring, like him fighting Randy, like he's going back and redoing, and uh, the bronze stuff like doesn't really go into that. But yeah, Bray's matches this year have all seemingly gone back and tackled his failures, and have tied back into a larger universe where it appeals to me, where I remember most of Bray's feuds. The Fiend is mm. the best gimmick of twenty twenty. Yeah. Think. I'm, I feel pretty confident in saying that, unless I've forgotten someone, but the fact that I've forgotten them would mean that they're probably not as good. Isn't, um, isn't it kind of wild like that we had all hated the Hell in a Cell match with Seth? And oh, we, God, that's and, and we wanted mm. something different for The Fiend, but we all liked The Fiend, but we knew like that there was something missing and that it just took him to fall into... A global pandemic? A p- and pandemic where they have to do pre-recorded matches <laughs> or they can do pre-recorded matches and not have them stand out or be a complete bore for the crowd. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like where he can then just completely own it. That's one match was really good. Yeah. And that's what turned Alexa, wasn't it? Yeah, because, I mean, uh, well, me, well, Alexa was just a vision for him. Yeah. A, a callback to the mixed tag team series that was a Facebook exclusive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I just, like, they just go for it. They I didn't go. think about that. I was like, "Why did, why did Braun and and Alexa have a thing?" I know, I, I know that I know the reason. Where is? Oh. Yeah. By the way, this is the past history there that we never really got to explore. Let's do it via the feed. Yeah, mm. I'm just loving the sort of. I think they're they're using the COVID era to give more of a deep dive into the universe and explore a little bit more and um, I don't want to say make the best of it but 
make creative decisions that they wouldn't otherwise be able to make. I that they'd be too scared to make. Yeah, and that's probably why I have liked a lot of matches this year because the Thunderdome, I really, I really think is they've they've developed it to a point where it's it's very presentable um, and matches come yeah. off better. And also, and it removes. I know you like your crowd. I, 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 and I get why, why probably Silence wasn't the best, but I hope the Thunderdome is probably a good middle ground for... Oh, yeah. The Thunderdome's critically acclaimed and award-winning. Really? Mm-hmm. Who'd you hear that? Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> the um, voice of, of uh, rationality and um, unpartisan politics. I, I enjoyed the Thunderdome because as much as I like the matches at WrestleMania... I do not like wrestling in silence. It makes me feel incredibly mm. uncomfortable. I watched the um, Volta and the... I think they were calling him the Red Dragon, but that wasn't his name, um, match. It showed up in the top ten matches of the year mm. um, on the WWE Network. It was a WWE um, NXT UK match. That's the, that's the last one before the pandemic, isn't it? No, it was it oh, was post pandemic. Oh, okay. Um, so it was wrestled in complete silence, and it is a brutal, brutal match. They come out with welts. They come out. They're both bleeding from the mouth, and it mm. just. I had it on speakers. I didn't have headphones on, so the whole house and maybe the neighbors could just hear grunting and slapping and screaming in Russian, and just these. <laughs> odd noises that without a crowd just felt it felt like I shouldn't be there it felt like it felt like a private moment that I wasn't meant to be watching um Mm. so as much as I hate crowds making I hate people making noise if I'm in a crowd and I'm near someone who's making noise I'm like dear god shut the fuck up but hearing (laughs) crowd noise is good in my opinion um just that general noise to make it feel less like I'm intruding on a private moment. And I think the Thunderdome really does that well. Yeah, I yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I, it's really funny, though, that so it feels like you're intruding on a private moment. That's so true. I feel like when Drew won the title, that was, like, emblematic, emblemat, emblematic more than anything. That like, was beautiful. Feel like you were intruding. Yeah, him kind of reaching into the camera. Um, but yeah, but everything. I felt, it feels like that. a very private moment still. Yeah, it, it did. It felt very. It, it, there was a lovely connection between him and the audience through that moment, but everything prior to that moment felt like I shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. It felt like it wasn't for me. It was. Yeah, just without that crowd, it just feels odd. Yeah, I prefer. I do prefer either how NXT or AEW has just a smaller crowd. I don't like that either, though, because then you've just got individuals yelling. And I think it's better to be to be honest. I hate individual people I, yelling. I was a sucker for like because the Thunderdome's like what the NBA did for their um basketball shows with the virtual fences. I'm I am a sucker for that presentation, but I don't think it's going to last very much. Like it should be nearly the future. It's so it's world wrestling entertainment, and you can have anyone from the world tune in in the audience. Like I think it's a massive. It should be a massive part of their plans going forward. Even even in a 
it just saves so much money on touring and then they can just go and do the, the main shows in front of an audience I tried to sign up to be on the Thunderdome and it was like this is how you sign up and then I clicked on it and then it's like registrations closed I'm like well you, you already made me put all my details in so basically they just <laughs> stole all my personal details and then said no cool that's a pretty good racket it was, it was odd um, that's how Vince gets ya I'm going to look it up now and, and, and see how I can get in on the Thunderdome. and um, Yeah, register now for your virtual seat in the Thunderdome. They're going to do that. Yeah, it's... um. Oh, see, you have been selected... Oh, to they play ads for them too, yeah. Oh, God. You have been selected to participate in the 2021 WWE Thunderdome fan program. And then it gives you all this... Very, very, very long terms and conditions, and then you enter your name to um, digitally sign a form, and then it gives you data protection stuff, and then it just says registration has closed for this show. So I'm like, oh, cool, you, you made me sign a form. I signed a form that I did not read the terms and conditions of for you to say no. Well, I, I so anyway, that's how the Thunderdome works. Yeah, that sounds sick. <laughs> you, um, you saying, Brag? I think. Yeah, they make them. Um, they there was a, like a, a quick little report or something that uh, they went back and refilmed um, a spot, and then just made the Thunderdome watch ads while redoing the spot, and then I guess they just didn't use an angle with fans. Or oh, like, that's a good or idea. Or use an angle of like all the fans would like their reaction to the ads would have been what was on the on the Thunderdome. Yeah, that yeah, was, that's was brilliant. that when they were reshooting Daniel Bryan's seizure. Yeah, so and he they, still did a shit job of it. Well, no, I, I'm going to assume that he just didn't sell. He just didn't sell the beat down from Jay, and they told him to ham it up a bit more, and so then he started faking the seizure. Oh, okay. I thought they were making him redo a seizure because it didn't look seizure enough. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what the exact yeah. thing. I mean, that's that. I mean, they, they didn't say that was the spot, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be the spot because that did look weird. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Thunder Blue. Yeah, I like it. Award-winning, critically acclaimed. Mm. What awards has it won? I have no idea. Because at first it the was award. critically acclaimed, and then one week it just started being award-winning and critically acclaimed. So best virtual audience. Yeah, best virtual wrestling audience. Yeah, <laughs> they probably just awarded themselves something. I yeah, Slammy for best show. <laughs> Raw. <laughs> Um, I feel. I feel like the bigger problem is that there's too many camera cuts. Sort that out first before we talk about anything. We had that even shit. when even in the normal era. Yeah, but still, sort that out. And going back, Please, and, Kevin Dunn. Like, and we all got mad at the at the missed spear, which they fixed <laughs> on the network. Yeah, <laughs> if you watch the Royal Rumble live, mm. um, Edge. Edge returned and speared, I think it was Dolph Ziggler, and they cut away to a fan reaction. So we missed Edge's first spear in nine years. Um, But if you go and rewatch it on the network, they have edited in um, Edge's spear, so you do get to see Edge's first spear back in nine years. But if you watched it live, you just saw some dickhead in the crowd. Um, Yeah. And obviously, Have yeah, they fixed I, the AJ debut? 
I don't think so. I, I'm curious to see what because we we just watched the Rumble and then went back and started watching other ones. So we'll get there eventually and, and we'll report back. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know, the whatever Rumble it is that AJ Styles debuts, yeah. biggest de- wrestler debut in WWE of the decade, and uh, they cut to a sh- close-up shot of Roman Reigns' confused face. So Fucking good. hell, and, guys! And we didn't know the music. I can sing. I can make, like, where the music isn't recognizable, and yeah. you can hear the crowd going insane. And I'm just looking at Roman's confused face. Oh my god! How will Roman react to AJ? Ah, uh, good times. <laughs> Whatever so year th- that was. Yeah, I think we've basically summed up. The year. This has been Everyone Has a Wrestling Podcast Except Me. Thank you for listening to us ramble about wrestling. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week.